Welcome to the podcast series of the UNESCO Chair in Refugee Integration through Languages and the Arts. We bring you sounds to engage with you and invite you to think with us. This is episode five in our guest series, What Does Community Mean to You? made by Ken Gordon and Sadie Ryan. In this series, we've heard about the importance of communities of all sizes, from families to cities. We've heard about how small acts and actions can make a huge difference to our well-being and our feelings of connection and happiness. This is episode five. People aren't as bad as you think they are. In this episode, you'll hear from Tegan and Urwa from the Inclusive Homework Club and from Cynthia, Ayana and Kat from the Thistles and Dandelions Project. There's more information about the people and organisations mentioned in this episode in the show notes. I'm Tegan Brudenell. I live in Glasgow and I'm a volunteer tutor at the Inclusive Homework Club. I guess traditionally you would say your community is sort of your geographical location where you live, who lives close by you. But now we can access all sorts of groups of people online um, based on your interests um, or your identity. So you can sort of pick and choose who you want to associate with. Whenever, whenever I find that nowadays perhaps you don't even speak to your neighbours, you don't even know who lives next door to you, but you might know a group of random people all around the world who have like a niche common interest on the internet and that becomes like your main community who you talk to, who you go um, to for advice or help almost. So I guess it's just the result of globalisation in a sense that we can create these global communities which is quite cool. But also I kind of miss like the neighbourly thing too. I love living here everyone I've met has just been really nice and chatty and I just feel like there's a sense of people coming together and feeling included I think I've noticed I've done a lot of work all over the UK and I just this is probably not true but the further south I went the like the less accepting and the less um inclusive the communities felt and now I've come even further north to Scotland and it just feels a lot more inclusive. I'm from the Midlands, I did some work further down south, I used to do event work so I'd go left, right and centre um, and then I went to uni in Leeds which is quite north and then I've obviously come even further north into Scotland and it's just, I can't explain it why that is but just people seem much more friendly and approachable the further north you go. Because we're still quite new, my boyfriend was trying to get the ice off of his windshield the other day and he was using this CD case which snapped instantly. Glaswegian man walking his dog sort of saw it, they had a little laugh and then 10 minutes later the guy comes back out of his flat and like helps him do it. And I think that was, he was just like, oh, that was really nice. And again, it's sort of like, I don't know, you're just recognised by someone in your community and they've helped you. Wherever I go, I like to be involved. Um, when I was at uni, I would do volunteer work. I just, I, d- I can't, ex- I don't know how to explain it. I just feel like it's something I have to do and it's something I really enjoy doing as well because I know I come from a place of privilege and I have the facilities to help people. So it's important for myself that I do do that. When we are in the depths of lockdown, I started volunteering with just this random lady on Facebook who wanted to do food bank work because she noticed that the main food bank wasn't getting enough parcels out to people in her local area so I got involved in that and it was just a group of random people on Facebook trying to do something good for the people around them. But then I've also noticed a lot of, on the flip side of that, a lot of selfish behaviours almost and that hasn't been quite so nice and sort of shifted my perspective of usually your community is about looking out for those people around you whereas it became a little bit more sort of individualistic and people sort of looking out for themselves probably because they were scared and you know it's been a really stressful scary time but yeah I don't know it's been sort of a shift to both ends simultaneously. 
think it might level out and just go back to normal where you don't speak to your neighbours again. <laughs> I speak to my mum every few days. I I'm, literally speak to my friends pretty much all day every day. It's so easy to do now. And those the, those are the people you're closest with and have those shared interests and almost a shared identity with, as I was talking about before. And that's your main support network, or well, it, it is for me anyway. And it's nice to talk about what you're doing with them. Sort of, I talk about my volunteer work, and I guess I have my own little community at work too, because we're all sort of working crazy hours, trying to get all this COVID testing sorted, and involving your friends and family, and that gives them a sense of um, your community too. And you can sort of share it via third party almost. <laughs> I think people have been sharing more, it seems, about sort of just their day-to-day -day and what's going on and what they're getting up to because we've been so limited. And I don't know, my friends in particular, they've um, been trying to find, you know, new opportunities, um, lots of volunteer work too. I just think it, the whole pandemic has made people think a lot more about how to help other people, at least in my circle, it's been quite nice. I look forward to having closer communities, especially just sort of geographic, geographically. I think people get so sucked into their phones and you know, you can chat to your friends anytime, no matter where they are, you kind of forget to connect with the people around you. And I'm hoping after this pandemic has sort of simmered down a little bit, people take stock of you know the people around them and the good work that their communities are doing too and people just want to get more involved in it people aren't as bad as you think they are i got very sucked into the news cycles and just seeing all this crazy behavior um and it, it made me feel really bad but now that we've sort of got through it there i've just seen so much oh, caring behavior from so many different people all all over the country even all over the globe i've got family and friends in different countries and luckily they've all reported the same sort of things people looking out for each other just yeah people aren't as bad as they're made out to be really <laughs> that's probably what i tell myself In the middle of the pandemic, we, um, I don't know, I honestly don't know who it is in my building because I live in a block of flats, um, but someone had left a little thing of chocolates for Easter just saying, oh, happy Easter. And someone else had dropped through um, their contact details just saying, oh, if you need to isolate and you need help with food or delivering or any like sort of errands, please just give us a call which was really nice. Luckily, we didn't have to use it. We didn't have a situation like that. But yeah, I still don't know who that person is, whose number I've got, but it's, uh, yeah, it's nice to know that it's there. I am primarily a biology tutor for the homework club because I got my degree in genetics. And when, just before lockdown, we were doing it in a hall and it was just really, really nice. We would have all the kids come directly after school and then we would sit either one-to-one -one or in groups and we would work on their homework or what they're doing in class. And then we had to do a shift to Zoom tutoring, which was quite challenging actually, um, but we made it work and, and it just weekly. At the moment I'm doing higher biology and I'm mainly, I guess, lecturing or teaching and sort of doing that type of thing. So I'm covering new ground that they haven't done in school yet. So that's just what I'm doing at the moment and I absolutely love it. The kids I work with are just very eager to learn, very intelligent, not afraid to ask questions, which is nice. They're all just super determined to do well in school and it's really, really nice to see. And I'm hoping I can make a difference. You know, they get there hires they could get into uni and just achieve what they are supposed to be achieving you know no barriers hopefully look out for the people around you and your community will form itself
My name's Arwa Bashir, um, and I'm a student, and I live in Glasgow. Well, a community is like all living things. Well, everything everyone does to make the society we live in a better place. When I say like all living things, I mean like when you have your pets and everything as well. It's like what everyone does to make where we live a better place. We all help each other and we all like support each other, especially during these difficult times. I've heard in neighbourhoods, people when young people got together to help out the most, most vulnerable from the virus. So instead of them having to go out and do the grocery shop, the young people in that community went and done their shops for them and ordered them food packages and just really helped them out. And I think that's what makes a community, just helping everyone and supporting everybody. So you have like your neighborhood community and then your school's also a community and then you have the mosque community and then the homework club's also a community. So I'm part of quite a few, I would like to think. But... For starters, in school, all your teachers and your friends will encourage you to do well. Um, and then if you're struggling in something, they'll support you, like give you support in study. And I think that really helps. And that's what makes school community quite a good community. And then you go to the mosque and they also encourage you to become a better person. So for example, in Ramadan, you'll go and they'll give out food for you to open your fast. And I think that's quite nice because it shows that they care. And then you have the homework club and people are just tutoring you for free and they're just helping you out because they want to. And that just makes you feel like very cared for and that it just makes you feel good really that you're just supported in every way. <laughs> in school I like support my friends to do better and like and if they like need help, I'll be like, oh, I can help you out on this. And if I need help, they'll help me. And you just ask like every day, like how your neighbors are feeling and if they need anything, stuff like that. Like you just see if they need help, if they're getting groceries out of the car or something and you just go to help them really like, oh, do you need help? And then, yeah. They changed. I mean, there were some negatives and then there were some positives. I mean the positives are that everybody became more involved in helping people like in their neighborhoods everybody was like asking if everyone's okay. There was a person in our neighborhood who went out to hand out hand sanitizers to everyone because they were very difficult to get right at the beginning and that was just a really nice thought just going around the neighborhood and asking anybody who need a hand sanitizer. But then the downfall is that when you're like, even when you're just in the groceries and you just see everybody's just kind of avoiding everybody. And I know every, you're supposed to do that, but it's just kind of sad to see that that's what's happened there. Um, people are like, you can't physically meet anybody either. So family that you would see, like maybe once every week and you'd go and you'd like go to the houses and just enjoy each other's companies. I mean, you can't do that now has to be all like socially distanced and you have to be standing outside and yeah. Everybody's more reliable, um, reliant on technology as well now. Everybody just relies on technology to keep in touch with everybody. It's kind of sad. It could be a good thing. I mean, you can keep in touch with everybody, but it's also like a bad thing because of like the impacts it has on the environment as well. I mean, it's bad for global warming and stuff. Sure. I'm kind of mixed. I'm mixed feelings about that. Well, everybody's definitely become more appreciative of what we have and what we used to have because of what's happened. We appreciate people a lot more now and before we never used to really do that. I mean, you go visit a person, you think, oh, you just, it's just a normal everyday life. But now if you actually see them, you appreciate them a lot more and you're more grateful for what you have as well.
I mean, and then you, like, you get happy over the little things as well now. Like, if something good happens, you just get more happy. We found out that Eid was going to be during exams. This is like, it's not, it's like a positive and a negative thing. It's because we were really, I was really upset that exams were cancelled. But it could be a good thing as well because Eid was going to be on exams. So what, um, exams were like on May 11th, 12th, 13th and Eid was also for the 12th or something. So then that we found out exams were cancelled and then we found out oh that we can actually celebrate Eid properly. So that was kind of a positive thing and that that like really made my day. But yeah. <laughs> my community connects around the mosque. We we pray five times a day, so if my dad goes to mosque he'll like meet his friends and he'll meet like loads of people and ask them oh how they're doing and if they need anything, we always come back home or like they need this or they're sick, we should take something for them to eat instead of them having to make dinner. Right now, everybody's asking everybody if they're okay and how their day was and how they're coping through the coronavirus. I hope after the coronavirus like hopefully ends um, and everything's like starting to get a bit back on track. Everybody still asks those questions and asks how they're coping and everything. Like, even though, like, just how their day was. I mean, people ask that a lot nowadays because of the coronavirus, so I guess. Yeah. And people just supporting each other and looking at everybody's achievements instead of, like, negatives, I guess. And positive and encouraging environment to be honest I hope that stays within the community as well that's like my ideal community people supporting each other which everybody does right now and just trying to focus on mostly the positives because every time you look at the news you just think oh coronavirus this and coronavirus that but I feel like we need to have a bit of positivity in our lives as well and I would hope a community can bring that to you I guess I'm Kat Dunn. I'm a social art curator, um, which basically means that I look at using art and to inform my stories that I tell of marginalized communities. Um, and I tend to focus on black and brown women and or issues. I'm part of the Susan Dandelion's Heritage Project group as a volunteer and a mentor. Um, and I'm involved in numerous other projects. For me, community means identity. It means social identity because every community has like distinct traditions. They've got um, distinct values as well. And so uh, there's a whole wealth of knowledge that's kind of in each community. And so if you then look at that knowledge and also look at the interactions of social, political, uh, social, cultural, social, economic attributes that kind of occur. And all of this, for me, tends to form part of your social identity. What people see when they look at you is not necessarily who you are. And so I think that having a community where you can see someone who looks like you, maybe someone who sounds a little bit like you, they will have the same kind of ideas, ideology, and also some of the same experiences that somebody who doesn't necessarily fit into your community might not have. And also, I kind of think that community can also be cross-cultural because you can build your own community. I've been very lucky and I've lived everywhere pretty much except for India and Africa. And what I found on my journey of visiting these places or living in these different places is the fact that people have a look at you and then they try to fit you into a box. And so I think that the idea of community 
is that you support each other so that nobody puts you into a box. I have people in my community who I refer to them as my roots because I know that if anything happens, they're there. If I'm ill, they're going to be the first people there. If when I was doing my master's, these people were literally checking up on me every every week, sometimes every day. For me, that's that's community. That's having... And then within that community, there's a smaller community of people who look like me and who sound like me, who, if I'm having issues, then these are the people that I will turn to because they understand what I am going through. My community is kind of twofold. It's a larger one where everybody and anybody can be and wants to treat each other properly. And then there's a smaller group within that community where you're a black or brown woman, you look like me, you understand my experiences. And so if I need to rant, then these are the people that I will turn to. And if, if it's one thing that I could change, it would definitely be about us. I think for instance, the community that I'm involved in with black and brown women, we are so struggling against you know, it's kind of like a form of PTSD where you're constantly fighting not only against yourself or feeling like, you know, imposter syndrome, but you're constantly then fighting against a wider, um, a wider audience where you're told, you know, you're black or you're brown or you're whatever. So you should only be a doctor, a lawyer. A business person you shouldn't be in art you have no no reason to be in art whatsoever there's this element of self-isolation because you know our communities are being tar almost seemingly targeted um by by covid and you know, you, you suddenly realize the impact of the underlying health conditions. You know, um, there are certain things that black and brown communities have always dealt with um, in terms of health, hypertension, diabetes, et cetera, et cetera. And so you're, I guess, especially for people who might not necessarily know that there is anything wrong, you're suddenly being flattened by this virus and so you kind of think it's a massive reality check to realize that there are some things that are super important and i think that what how the communities have changed is you obviously can't see people you can't hug them but what you can do is you can do something as simple as send a text and go, are you okay? Do you need to speak? Do you need a shoulder? While I can't be there, do you want to Skype? Do you want to Zoom? I think that people, and especially after this summer that we've had as well as black and brown people, I think that that's also impacted. So you're then thinking more about your community and making sure that people aren't suffering additional PTSD. And if they are, how can you put them in contact with someone who might be better able to help them? And by doing this, it's a simple thing of, you know, do you need to scream today? Do you need to cry? Do you need, do you need a virtual hug? Do you just want to talk through stuff? You know, whatever it is you need to do. A simple text every morning saying, how are you this morning? You know, is your heat on? Do you have money for bills? Because I think especially in this particular time where artists are struggling, you kind of have to ask these questions. So things that you would normally say, this is none of my business, has suddenly become a thing of, okay, let's just check that this person actually has food today. I hope that we can take some of what we've relearned in this time and carry it forward when everything for the new normal. I think that the lessons that have been learned 
this year um, the lessons that we've seen coming over from America the atrocities that we've seen over the summer um, the way that people gathered together throughout the world to be positive and to form a protest I'm hoping that when everything goes back to normal we're, we've all been vaccinated and we can all go on get on planes and go on holidays and stuff again and we can go see our friends and we can hug people I'm really hoping that what we take forward is that kindness and that positive reinforcement of nobody's better than the other and that we translate this to people not only within our own communities but out with so say not only in my in in the communities that I'm part of but in the wider context of Glasgow in the wider context of Scotland and there's still so much work to be done because you know you look at the black lives mural trail that was destroyed and you kind of think okay we're, we're not actually there yet but then of course the other side of that is that people rallied around raised the money again to put you know to put um, those images back on the trail and so I'm hoping that that part of it that kindness that understanding that no person is lacking in due to race or color or creed or gender identity that people take that kindness forward with them because I think that that's sorely lacking and sorely needed and if we can get that one tiny little thing to go forward then I think that communities have a, people better understand communities My name is Ayana Al-Hadi. I'm 18 years old. I'm studying science in Glasgow Clare College. I'm from Holland. I moved here a year ago to Scotland and originally I'm from Sudan. Community means to me um, people, um, the way you are with people, the way you are with uh, yourself, the way you treat other ones and um, just taking care of each other um, and like the environment around you and stuff, I think. I don't know Glasgow that well. I just know how to get to my house and how to go to the city center, basically. Everything actually, everything can do with community. Like you can be crossroad communities, um, um, it's bringing women together and you're bringing up history about women and what women did because nowadays what you see is like a lot of women invented stuff before but they don't get like um, recognized for it like they don't get like the you know like she did it this woman did it but no like they move it to like oh the man did it and he did that but they know don't bring up like the stuff that the woman did back in the days um, a lot of women don't know where they come from and they learn more every single day about other women and how they are and the history of them. My mom is my role model, definitely. She did a lot of stuff for me and she's, I see her as a power woman. She is like, not all superheroes wear capes, but my mom definitely wears a cape. She raised me to be a very positive person and very respectful, but she also like told me to some personal stuff not everyone needs to know it even if you're like very close to each other not everyone is the same as you i really love the way she built up especially because i'm an only child and uh my father passed away but i haven't you know i haven't been able to see him like for years and she did all of that like we i was born in saudi arabia actually and then we moved from saudi arabia to holland and then i lived there as an only child, only with my mom, so she's not married, she closed everything just to build me a future, so yeah, she's definitely my role model. Everything has changed, to be honest, everything, um, how people think, everyone is just more at home and very antisocial, so yeah.
I think people are coming together, helping each other in those difficult times. Yeah, definitely that. But there are also negative stuff, like people are... For example, uh, if you're going to a shop, like everyone is supposed to wear a mask and just to protect yourself and others and the people that are not doing that because they don't care about the, their health or other people's health. So that's probably, I think, one of the negative uh, stuff that's happening right now in this pandemic. You cannot do anything, basically. Um, you're just home or there's a lockdown or just there like shops close at six or something but you're not like out you're more in so you close yourself and then or you get depressed or you just like log off from everyone and then yeah it's just it's very bad it's like negative and me plus uh, me personally led i'm a very positive person and i love to have like positive people around me so no negativity allowed but to be honest these days i've been very negative about myself so yeah i hope it will change 2021 so yeah we'll see my mom has like sudanese friends and i have um somali friends and uh like a persian and one pakistani friend but i don't talk to them that often but i talk more to my somali friend because she literally lives like two minutes away from me so it's not that far I don't know a lot of people here in Glasgow I just know like three people and then that's it I don't know what to do to change that I just feel like maybe when everything like becomes back to normal um, yeah I will meet new people because at this point um, I cannot do anything you know I cannot like go out and then say hey do you want to be friends you know it's just awkward or something I've seen like a lot of people like lockdown did something for people like people discover they have talents they didn't know they had before so that's quite interesting to be honest some people are very good in like drawing and they just discovered that they are good in that when the big lockdown was in I have a lot of friends back home in Holland so I don't see them and um, we just contact each other through social media and then my friend she lives like two minutes away so sometimes i pop up at her house or she comes to me and yeah we talk we just chill scotch people are very very nice very nice in general glasgow is really nice so yeah i'm proud to live here actually very proud in holland people always uh, like greet each other like if you don't know each other just hello or good morning and they say it back it's just a normal thing in holland so when i came here um i was nervous as well because i greet people on the street and i greeted like a couple of people but they don't say anything back to me so uh, yeah <laughs> i think like me personally what i know my friends when we start talking about a country or like a president or whatever we talk for hours 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 and we enjoy it because I learn from them, they learn from me. And yeah, I think that brings people together because if you just start one sentence with like a president or like, for example, give you a country, America, people will hop on it and just talk for hours. At least that's what I think because I do it with my friends and we talk for hours straight, nonstop. Politics, it's the talk of the days because of everything that's going on because news is not always correct you know it brings out a very bad uh, like a picture of people so yeah just opinions of other people you know to be honest you cannot find out the truth because everyone says something else and there's no truth in whatever is going on because you see it in your perspective like you see it in a different way then they see it and then you argue about like your opinions so i don't feel like there is a truth I'm Cynthia and I'm a volunteer with the Cecils and Dandions project. So it's part of uh, Empower Women for Change. <laughs> Community, it means like a group of people um, sharing uh, interest, common interest or heritage or identity. Like, yeah, it's a group of people uh, coming together. I am part of the French community in Glasgow and I'm part of the Southside community. I'm part of, like, I think 
Lots of communities. I moved uh, in January 2016, so five years ago. So I think, especially with uh, Facebook, uh, thanks to Facebook groups, because with the uh, Strasbourgo and Sholand's uh, community group, and it's just like yeah, during COVID, uh, so yeah, the community is quite strong, and even with the expat group, expat community, so it's especially as through social media, obviously, uh, it was like, like lots of support and like nice words and stuff like that. Yeah, it was really nice and. I think that's the thing with the south side, as uh, the community is very strong, and the sense of like belonging. Even if, even if you don't really participate in events or conversation, you have all the feed, and it's always like uh, positive things. It's really nice to feel like yeah to be part of the community. I helped the French girl who moved a few months ago, and she was looking for a job, and she posted so online. Uh, it was for to be a hairdresser and she needed models so yeah it's just like helping each other like that like or even to meet up uh, so obviously with social distancing and in the parks or in queen's park for example so it just things tiny things like that so just help each other and obviously now everything is online i think for the french community they were like organizing lots of events so even if it's not in Glasgow, you have like uh, another like a group uh, in Edinburgh. So it's a French kilt, and they organized um, pub like a pub quiz. So it was obviously not a pub quiz, but it was online. So it was every week. So it was like regular events online, and I think that's the only way we had. It was like uh, online uh, events, or the same you know like with for example my friends in France or we have you know like house party or just like a regular like Skype and yeah you have to find ways online to meet up and or you can have like play uh, to play games as well you have online games so even board games we discovered you have like uh, board games online too so it's quite fun I joined the Scottish Women's Walking Group, I think, on Facebook, and it's really positive. Like, for example, I think the last month they were posting uh, pictures of their dogs. And it's just positive things like that, you know, like it will just like show you up for the day. So it's, yeah, mostly our pictures of Freddy, you know, like, and pictures of the uh, swans or all the people also in the community who they post like pictures of the park. And it's always nice. Uh, yeah, to have like things away from all the news and all the restrictions. So it's positive in that way and maybe I yeah, support each other. I know the community as well, they uh, build a strong network to help people who were like um, self-isolating. They created groups uh, just to help each other. So for example, to go shopping and for someone who was isolating. So just to help each other yeah, during the lockdown especially I noticed so uh, with the south side community it's quite a strong community and lots of support and help it's so lively and you have so many events and things going on and with social media with the Facebook group I think it's crazy and you really feel like you belong to the community Once it's everything is behind us, I don't know it if it will be like the way it was. So at least even if it's not more, but the same as before, it would be nice. I think we had already lots of events before. It just like everything paused. So if it just could start again, it would be great. I'm not too bad to um, stay in touch with you know my friends back in France and uh, I spent one year in Canada so I have friends in Canada too so just to yeah keep in touch with everyone but for for example like the um, people I studied with so for my masters so back in France were like you know 30 something like that and it was four years ago and I think I just talked to like a few of them like for the couple of last couple of years but so I think with lockdown you know like everyone has more time and free time 
So they just asked, you know, if we could have a meetup on Skype. And so it was really nice because we started to have like maybe a weekly, uh, you know, meetup online. But I think after like two weeks, you know, everyone was busy again and it was over. And it's the same, I think, with my family, like with my cousins. Uh, we started to call at the during the lockdown and when the lockdown was over in France I had no more news so yeah and with other friends the same like we started to like to have a Skype a weekly Skype and yeah after a few weeks it was over again so I hopefully you know for the community I, I just hope it will be the same as before but I don't know if people will make I hope they will be more. Uh, they will make more efforts, you know, to be kind to each other and to support each other. I want to be positive, you know, and to believe in human beings and humanity. But I don't know because usually, uh, if it's back to normal, it's really, you know, go back to normal and everyone has their own life and the bad habits and. I guess lots of people will um, manage to get like new habits and good habits, healthy habits. So I don't know yet for community and relationships, if it will change as well. I hope it will, but I'm not sure. As a French Scottish, um, I don't know, but the way to keep in touch here with our heritage is mostly food. So I think what we, all the French people I know who live in Glasgow and in Scotland are going to look for French food everywhere where we can find it. So especially cheese and so wine. So it can be tough because cheese in Scotland is mostly, it's just cheddar and brie. <laughs> we are fighting to find like more cheese as much as we can. So depending on the jobs and yeah, or to bring some back from France. And we are always jealous when our family back to home are just having a really lovely dinner with French food. So yeah, I think it's mostly food. Um, so for the French community, and we will share like maybe even recipes or even you know like crepes. French people like food is a main connection, best connection ever. You can always talk about food for like maybe even hours or <laughs> like food is a big topic so uh yeah food because apart from that i think yeah language but because language yeah we obviously we will all meet up and talk french and i when i started to work in glasgow i worked with a international company for french so i was working with a french team it was a way so that's how uh, i met like french uh, people living in glasgow the French community, for example, they organize uh, lots of meetups, but I never been. I want to meet Scottish people, and you know, like I want to to create relationships. So obviously, I know I still have you know the French community, and we can still you know like create great relationships. It's not long term usually because they don't, not lots of them stay. So and yeah, I moved abroad and I moved to Scotland because I wanted to live in Scotland. So it's not to stay with my on community from France. Well, that's interesting, I think, to all the relationship yeah, you can build with the local community and the, your home community, or I don't know you call it, because for me, home now it's Glasgow and Scotland, but yeah. I think that's uh, to sum up, people make Glasgow and they just like, yeah, they're welcoming and yeah, it's home. This episode was made by Ken, who makes the podcast Refugee Voices Scotland. And Sadie, who makes the podcast Accentricity. Thanks to Tegan, Erwa, Kat, Ayana and Cynthia. You can find links to more information about our interviewees, our other podcasts and the UNESCO Chair for Refugee Integration through Language and the Arts in the show notes. This is the last episode in the series. We hope you find these stories interesting, enjoyable and inspiring. We certainly have. Until we meet again, we'd like to wish you safe and healthy times. We hope that you and yours are safe and well. And we thank you very much for spending this time with us. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to the podcast of the UNESCO Chair in Refugee Integration Through Languages and Arts. 
a podcast series to make you think. More information about work can be found on the website of the University of Glasgow, www.gla.ac.uk. Thank you very much.